Chenault. My name's Edward Devlin. My name is Rosalie Devlin. Hi, we are Brent and Sheila Howell. My name is Matt Leesman. Hi, my name is Hannah Rollins. My name is Chad Peterson. So when I went to college, I kind of put God behind me. I still believed in him, but I wanted, I wanted, just wanted to try what the world had to offer, you know? College was okay, but like in my spirit, I knew I was just deeply saddened. Like there's a terrible emptiness and depression in me and I didn't know what was wrong. And that lasted a couple years after college. And then in 2018, my brother passed away and it was, very traumatic and tragic, but it was very strange. It's strange to say, but I saw a beauty that God brought out of my brother's death. I saw all the lives that he touched and a lot of the good that he did that my brother did. And so after that, I started to think about God a lot more and go to church again. There's still something missing. There's something empty in my heart. And I knew I wasn't right with God and something had to change. And then just out of the blue, a friend from my old youth group that I hadn't talked to in years just texted me, invited me to a small group. And so it was in this small group of a couple of guys. We just talked about God and pursued Him and really studied the Word. Well, it was here in this small group that I learned what I was missing. I was missing repentance. I wasn't repentant of my sin. I had so many sins in my life that I was pursuing, I guess, that the Holy Spirit just started to convict me of them. And I really started to learn what repentance was. And I believe that was when I got saved. I think Mark 1.15 really succinctly sums up the salvation message. Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel. And it was then that I was saved. Amen. That is why we are here, right? We develop, we, we exist to develop authentic followers of Jesus Christ. And we, uh, we want to work and strive together to uh, reach the people that are around us. All right, listen, I got I to gotta move along this morning. You're going to uh, find out in just a few minutes why that is. But uh, I'm going to be in Matthew 28. And if you want to find your way there, uh, let me give you a couple of things to think about in the first place. All right, we uh, having ladies, ladies, ladies. I know it was in your bulletin. There's a night of worship coming up on the 6th of November. Uh, by all means, sign up if you like, especially if you'd like a ride. They'd kind of like to know uh, the number of people that are coming. The last ladies' event we had that was all at Yorktown was like over capacity. So uh, they got to make sure we're uh, well prepared for that. But there is going to be a sign-up sheet, I'm told, out here in our lobby. Uh, so get your name on there. And if you would like a ride from here, uh, get your name on there. Let us know that you need a ride, and we will coordinate some carpooling from here so that you can uh, get a ride up there. Uh, turkeys. If you would like to participate in giving out turkeys every fall, we do this through our food ministry, and we give out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of turkeys turkeys and hams and so on. If you'd like to do that, you can bring a frozen turkey here on Sunday or to the Yorktown campus during business hours during the week, okay? There will be uh, opportunities. You bring them here, we'll have a cooler or two uh, available and we can get them to Yorktown for you. But if you want to drop them off during the week, by all means, uh, do that during business hours, regular business hours uh, at our Yorktown campus. We Are Coastal is coming up. I know we have some folks that are relatively new to Coastal and uh, man, I would love to have you come. I know in that opening video, Bethany Lay talked about it. It's a great 
great opportunity for you to know who we are, how we think, how we do ministry. It's a big, uh, heavy-duty shot of a, almost three hours of time. We'll provide you lunch. We'll provide child care for you. But we need to know if you're coming, and that is scheduled to happen on the 6th of November. So if you want to come, get your name on that list really soon. We want to make sure we're adequately prepared. But thanks so much for thinking about that. It's a, it's a really great opportunity. And going through it does not obligate you to membership. So you can come and kind of scope us out. And we will understand you're just kind of checking us out. All right. You don't have to become a member, though. We, of course, hope that you will do that. Uh, let's see. I guess that's the last thing I really wanted to say, except thank you, thank you, thank you to those who were able to be here yesterday. We had uh, almost 30 people altogether show up yesterday, did some cleaning, as you can tell, did some work on our stage up here this past week. We had a couple of guys really going to town, did some painting, some work outdoors, just a lot of stuff, prettying things up. So thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who were able to be here. Uh, I am really, really grateful. Okay, Matthew chapter 28. Uh, I, uh, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this reaction from people, when, uh, when you start talking about Jesus and somebody who's, particularly if they're cynical, says, what right do you have to try and force your religion down my throat? Which, first of all, hopefully that's false, that you're not actually doing that. If you are, you need to change up your methodology a little. But secondly, there's a question of authority, right? What right do you have? To do this? That's the question that Matthew 28 answers. And I think there are several things we can draw from it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in really quickly because what we're going to do today is I'm going to spend a little time in this scripture. And then our senior pastor, Pastor Sean, has recorded a video that we're showing at all of our campuses this morning. He's going to share some vision about the future and what we believe as a whole church family God is wanting to do uh, through Coastal that we get to be a part of. But anyway, I'm going to let him uh, explain all of that. So jump with me into uh, Matthew chapter 28. Here's what it says. Jesus came to them and said, heaven and in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. It's an incredible and brief but succinct, succinct challenge to his followers. It is a challenge that is based on, founded on his authority. And I want to give you three quick things, and it's in your bulletin there, so your, your small group will be talking about it this week, so you can fill out your, your notes and be prepared. Three things that are true because Jesus has all authority. He doesn't say anything other than I've been given this authority and therefore, right? When you see a therefore, what are you supposed to do in the Bible? When you see a therefore, you find out what's it there for. He's got a reason for saying all authority has been given to me. Because of that, three things are true in this passage of scripture. First, we have a commission. We have a job to do. We have a charge from the commander in chief. In fact, I would say these are our marching orders. This is what we as the church are to do. We are to make disciples. It's why our mission statement says what it does. We want to develop authentic followers of Jesus Christ. That's a, that's a lengthier way of saying we want to make disciples. Disciples 
authentically follow the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our job. That's our task. And it wasn't just for these 11 people that were here. It wasn't just for the early church. It's for the church. It's why we are here. We all word it differently. Every church has a little bit of a different turn of phrase, but fundamentally, we are here to make disciples. It's why God has put us here. It's why we're in this place. It's why we meet here every Sunday. We want to come and worship God and prepare to go and make disciples. It's what God has given to us. We have to be gripped by the reality that the risen Christ who has been given all authority by God the Father has charged us to carry out his mission. What was his mission? We talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Luke 19.10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. That's why Jesus came. That's why he sends us to make disciples, to reach people for the cause of Christ and to make disciples, to train them. Make disciples, right? What does that mean? This is an everyday thing. As you are going is the way it's worded technically in the original. Jesus didn't challenge them to go. They were already going. We are all going all the time. We go to work. We go to be with our family. We go to be with our friends. We're always going. As we go, we are to make disciples So whether it's at home, at work, in our relationship as parents, in our leisure time, every part of our life is affected by this charge to make disciples. Even how we spend our money, right? Everything we do is related to make disciples because Jesus has authority. As we're going, of course, we evangelize. Now, why don't we just focus on evangelism? Simply, in my mind, a disciple evangelizes. So if we make disciples, we get evangelism. If we just make converts, that doesn't mean they are going to grow in their faith. That's not automatic. We're intentional about making disciples because a disciple who is a fully devoted follower of Jesus will be evangelistic. Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Go tell everybody about this. Make sure everybody hears the gospel. And of course, that's not just people on far nations, right? It's also here. It's also our responsibility to be there. Baptizing them, he said. Listen, we've got a family Sunday coming up in November. At Coastal, we do that several times a year. And on that Sunday, we celebrate the ordinances. We will have the Lord's Supper. We will baptize anybody who hasn't yet been baptized since they've been a follower of Jesus. If you've never been baptized since you trusted in Christ, man, I want to put some water in this tank behind me and baptize some people. So if that's true of you, listen, let us know. Connect card, right? It's a communication tool. Let us know. I'm really interested in baptism. We will videotape you. You won't have to talk in front of a crowd. I promise. We'll make it as as, uh, uh, unfrustrating, as unscary as we can. But man, I want to see people step out, take a leap of faith if they need to, but to proclaim Here's what I am. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I'm identifying myself with him and with his church here. 
I would love to see that happen. So if that's never happened to you, man, let us know. We got a, we got a little brief class we want to go through, make sure you understand and help you get set up to do your video so we can get that cared for. It's the end of November. I think it's the 20th, whatever that Sunday is. Uh, so, man, let me know as soon as you can. We are to baptize and we are to teach. You, you wonder why I'm constantly talking about getting into your small group or going to a spiritual formation class when those, are, when those seasonally happen. It's because we want you to be better informed and better able to implement the truth of Scripture. It's why we teach. It's why we teach from the Bible on Sunday mornings. It's why we open the Scriptures. We want our people to be taught we baptize and we teach them to observe all things whatsoever has been commanded. So we have a commission. Secondly, we have courage. So that when somebody says, what right do you have? We say, I don't only have a right, I have an obligation because the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth has told me to do this. We have commission. Jesus, no, Paul described himself this way in 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are ambassadors for Christ. So we know who we represent. We know who it is that we're going to be in place of. If Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost and he's no longer physically here, it's up to us to do that on his behalf. We plead with you, Paul said, be reconciled to God. And we know what his purpose is. Mark chapter 1 verse 17, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. That's what Jesus intended to do with his disciples. It's what he wants to do with us. Make us fishers of men. So in our community, in our ministries, in our missions, in our giving, in our inviting people. Listen, I can't tell you how excited I am. Last week, we laid the challenge to say, write down three names of people that you're praying for, that you're going to seek to reach for Jesus and that you want to invite to our Christmas Eve service. If you're a visitor, that's what these sticky notes are about. There are 143 names up here. I'm super excited about that. I want you, when you walk in here over these next few weeks and see those names, to pray over them and ask God to bring some of those people to faith in Jesus and at the very least, bring them to Hampton so we can share the gospel with them and look for opportunities to do that. We're going to go out canvassing. You'll see information about it in November. I saw it rolling through the, the announcements at the beginning of the service, and we're just going to go out and canvass our neighborhood and let people know there's a Christmas Eve service happening in here. I have to admit to a lack of faith. When I first came here, I started first Sunday of January, and sometime in January I said, I'm going to trust God to give us 100 people for Christmas this year. I would be surprised if we don't have almost 100 here this morning, and it's only October. So I'm amending that. I am praying that God will give us 150 people in this room Christmas Eve. Wouldn't that be incredible? That would just be an amazing thing. And I don't care how many people. I care that there are people coming, being baptized, being taught, growing as authentic followers of Jesus Christ. It's what he has given us to do. Because Jesus has all authority, we have a charge, we have a commission, we have courage, and thirdly, we have company. What does Jesus say? I'll be with you always to the end of the age. We are not in this alone. Jesus is always with us. And we are more effective together. 
We're going to be watching a video here in just a, a minute. And I would like to suggest to you that it is related to what this particular verse says. Philippians 1.27. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or, an ab or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. We are here to serve together. So we come together as Coastal Hampton. And Coastal Hampton is part of Coastal Church, which currently has four campuses. We are part of a ministry that is larger than us. And what we're going to watch here, and listen, if you're a visitor, please know this is not how we do things normally. But we have a senior pastor at Coastal, Sean Brown, who doesn't get a chance very often to... Uh, address the congregations that uh, we make up coastal. And so he's going to do that today. And now this is, listen, it's lengthy. It's almost a half an hour long. And I understand that's unusual. And I'm sorry I cut into some of that time. I can't not preach when I'm here, right? So, um, but this is really important. He's going to give us a little bit of history. He's going to give us a little bit of demonstration of how God's hand has been on Coastal, and he's going to lay out some vision for the future, including a specific ask about our Christmas offering coming up, which is big. We're trusting God for something miraculous. So listen, I'm not going to say anything more. I'll come up and close it out after he's done. But listen to Pastor Sean. Let him share uh, his heart with you. This is our senior pastor. Well, good morning, Coastal Church. It is uh, great to be with you. Pastor Sean here, and uh, I wanted to take this morning and kind of address all four campuses. And uh, so let me thank your pastors, Pastor Andrew Segree, Pastor David, Pastor Nate Link. Thank you for giving me a portion of your time in your service. And, and uh, man, I've got some really exciting information I want to give to the entire church, give you guys some vision, and then we're going to finish with an ask. You know, we're in, a, we're in the middle of a series on evangelism, and today we're talking about the Great Commission of Matthew 28, where Jesus sends us to go and, and preach the gospel to all nations. And, and one of the ways that we do that at Coastal is by campusing. And I, I call our campuses, all of our campuses, I call them gospel outposts, right? These are local gospel outposts in our community where we exalt the name, the fame, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we've got four of them now, and, and we want to continue to do that. And, you know, I've been thinking about the history of Coastal. In fact, if you don't know the history of Coastal, I think it's really, really important that you know it because God has always worked in some really unique ways in the life of Coastal. And so this morning, I want to give you a little vision where I think God is taking us in the next few five, eight to 10 years. But I think it's important that we go back because as I've been reflecting, I've been thinking, you know, I really sense that God has worked in the life of the church uh, in 10-year periods. In fact, the first 10 years, I've been the pastor here now for over 20 years, the first 10 years, we were getting established. We uh, started in a school, and, and if you don't know the history, uh, Coastal actually began um, with two small churches merging together uh, to form Coastal. One church in the community was named Bay Rivers and the other was named Tidewater Community Church. And these two churches felt like, you know what? 
we can do more for the gospel by pulling resources together uh, for the good of the gospel. And so both of these churches dissolved their individuality and came together to form Coastal. Now, how many of you have ever been a part of a church that's split? Raise your hand. Go ahead, raise it up. I can't see you. It's a video. I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. But anyway, but like we've all seen churches split, right? And I think deep in the DNA of Coastal is this idea that if we pull resources together for the good of the kingdom, for the good of the great commission that Jesus has called us to do, we can do more together than apart. And so that's what God did. That's how we started Coastal. And for eight years, we met in a school in Grafton High School. And and while we were there, we, we were developing the vision that God gave us. And you you guys probably by now know the vision of Coastal, right? To, to develop authentic followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we started with in the school. And that was our passion and and that was our vision. And, and then while we were in the school, we began to continue to develop this vision that God has given us. And we developed it through a mission statement, right? We were like, all right, if God wants us to develop authentic followers of Jesus, what does that look like practically? And so we came up with our mission is through connect, grow, and serve. So we develop authentic followers of Jesus, vision, mission through connect, grow, and serve. And as we continued in the school, we realized we wanted to develop a membership process. We wanted people to commit to this local church. And so what was it that we're calling our members to commit to? And we realized we want them to commit to connect, grow, and serve. Then we began to ask, people ask, well, what does that mean to connect, grow, and serve? And so we fleshed that out even further in these first formative years that we wanted you to connect by being a part of corporate worship, which of course you're here this morning. Thank you for being here. You're connecting by being in corporate worship. And that's where we sing together. We preach the word together. We take up an offering together. We give in our corporate worship. We connect. And then we realized we wanted our members and we want you to grow by being in a small group and the importance of community and fulfilling all the one another commands of the New Testament happens in a smaller setting, small groups. And so we want you to grow by being in a small group. And then we fleshed out uh, serve, right? And we want you to serve by being in a ministry, which supports the internals of the church and a mission, which takes the gospel of Jesus outside the walls of our church. And all while God was doing this, by pulling our resources together, two small churches merging to form one church, Coastal Church, we were able to buy our first piece of land. And you can see that on on the screen. Like this was the first piece of land God gave us. It took, we had to sacrifice to do it and we were able to pay it off over a few years. And God gave us just a really strategic piece of land in the York County area. And that was kind of decade one. It just took us 10 years to get established. And then decade two, we were able to build our first building. And, and, and when that happened, I mean, God just by his grace began to, to really experience the influence of the ministry. And we really moved from being a smaller, medium church to, to really a large church. And, and, and as we grew in this building, our first building, we, we quickly, 18 months in probably, we, we outgrew our building and we started to pray, God, what is it that you want us to do? And so God was stirring in our hearts the idea of maybe it's time to campus. And, and we were praying about that, but actually that wasn't the season for campusing just yet. We thought it was but God led us in a different direction. And, and God provided uh, for Coastal Church uh, right in the center of the peninsula, our next building. And so we were able to purchase the, what is the old Kroger building, right? And, and, and we purchased that. And it was a big stretch for us as a church. 
church and people sacrificially gave. And, and I would just say this, you know, if you were to draw a bullseye on, on the peninsula, uh, I think Coastal Church has the most strategic uh, church building location on the peninsula. And, and so God, so this was decade two, right? God repositioned us. And all the while we were developing repeatable processes, right? Like scalable. I mean, God just keeps sending us more and more people. How do we make disciples? And, and, and so we were developing these processes. We also did something strategic and unique to us. We, we planted our first campus. And so we did dip our toe and we launched our first campus in Gloucester, a, a rental facility. And, and so now we began to develop strategies like, man, how do we disciple people at Yorktown? How do we disciple people at another location in, in Gloucester? And so we continued to grow and we had more and more members attending Coastal and we began to develop our membership process. And then we developed our deacon training process. And out of our deacon training process, we developed how are we going to raise up elders at each campus? And now we have shepherding elders at, at our Gloucester campus. And we're in the process of developing deacons at our Hampton campus and at our, at our Chesapeake campus. And and, and we've also developed the pastoral training uh, process because we were like, if we're going to campus, we got to raise up pastors at all of these campuses. And so, you know, in our second decade, God began to develop in us something that was scalable and repeatable. And, and in that, uh, you know, we're now in what I would call the third decade of ministry. And so here's the language I want to use for decade three. Like decade one was getting established. Decade two was how do we disciple people? connect, grow, and serve. And now decade three, I think is the word multiply. God has positioned us to multiply, connect, grow, serve, and now multiply. That's decade three. And how are we going to do that? Well, it's going to include campusing, right? And, and there's two ways to campus. You can adopt, and God's given us some adoptive churches that we've been able to adopt and, and reestablish in the community as gospel outposts and birthing. We birth uh, Gloucester, and now we're praying about maybe birthing some other campuses. And so, you know, just to kind of give you some recent history, right? Gloucester, right? First we planted in Gloucester, and this is where we saw God moving, and we started from scratch by sending about 100 people up to Gloucester in a rental space, and and Gloucester is now running regularly over 250 people. Some weeks they hit their head against 300 people, but they're building. We just, it's a, it can't house all the people God is sending us. That's why we're building a new building. And you guys know this. We were part of one mission a couple years ago, raising resources to build our building. We've broken ground and, and now we're just waiting for the delivery of the building. And once it gets here, it's going to move really, really quickly. We're fully positioned now to, to build in Gloucester. Then God, in our recent history, did something we were surprised by. He gave us a church to adopt. And so uh, for those of you who don't know this, and most do, like we adopted a church in the community called Deer Park Baptist Church. We had our first adoption, and we adopted, and, and it was a struggling congregation and had about 30 people. And uh, we were able to adopt them and revitalize them, and we sent, and we sent a lot of members down to this campus, and, and we decided to plant this campus. And Deer Park is now running regularly, over 150 to 160 people. It's healthy. It's doing good. It's reaching people for the gospel. That's our recent history. And then, of course, you guys know this in our recent history, then COVID came, right? And COVID shut us down and, and we remained closed. Uh, like all churches were told to shut down for six or eight weeks. And, and, uh, and we decided uh, to be aggressive 
in reopening and, and it was a risk and we prayed a lot and we reopened quickly and, and God protected us and, and you all supported us as a church. And uh, whether you came or whether you decided to remain at home for a while, you still supported us. You supported us financially. And, and instead of COVID uh, creating a crisis for us, um, for Coastal, God in his grace, God gave Coastal opportunity coming out of COVID. And, and so we came out of COVID strong and we were in a strong position to keep growing and to keep spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and this is where the vision that God gave us blew us away. We, we were able, coming right out of COVID, to adopt and revitalize two more campuses for the glory of God and for the gospel of Jesus and to fulfill the great commission as we're talking about. And so we were able to adopt Bethel Baptist Church in Chesapeake. We now call this campus Coastal Chesapeake. And for those of you who've been there a long time, and I'm so glad you're worshiping with us this morning. So glad you're a part of Coastal. I mean, you know, we were able to refurbish the property and and we were able to add staffing uh, at Coastal Chesapeake. We, uh, it, when we first adopted the place, I, I, don't, I think less than two thirds of the air conditioners worked. We were able to get all of the systems up and running. We were, we've been able to aggressively pay down the mortgage on this amazing property and this amazing location that God has given us. And, and we've seen the attendance way more than double since we first opened the doors. And we're so thankful we're coming. You're coming to Coastal Chesapeake, and we're really excited to continue to see God's hand on this campus. And, and so coming out of COVID, we were able to adopt that church and revitalize it. And then following that one, much to our surprise, God gave us another church, and we were able to adopt Hampton Roads Baptist Church. And, and we call this Coastal Hampton. And those of you who've been a part of Coastal Hampton, I, I actually worshiped with you a couple weeks before the adoption. And I think there was probably about 15 people there, but God in his grace through the adoption, we've been able to refurbish this property. We've been able to send some of our members to Coastal Hampton and we've been able to add staff and it's regularly running about 80 to 90 people. And, and here's some of your staffing and, and we're so excited. And, and while all this was happening, coming out of COVID, a lot of churches are shutting down. Many don't reopen. We've adopted two campuses. All the while in Gloucester, we did a one mission fundraiser. You guys were so generous. We were able to pay cash for five acres of strategic land in Gloucester. And of course, then we hit the shock of inflation. And I don't know how many of y'all remember that. We, as a church last spring, we talked about the shock of inflation and, and we were able to get a good deal on the land, but the building cost went up by a million dollars. And, and as a church, we voted to uh, extend our loan and, and to purchase, you know, this land and to continue with the building process. We voted al- almost 99% of us said, yes, let's extend the loan by a million dollars and continue building. And so here's some pictures of that. Like you can see we're groundbreaking. We're waiting for the building. And, uh, and so now we've closed the loan and everything's happening at Gloucester. We're just waiting for the materials to come in. And as they come in, we will continue to build. All the while, while that's going on coming out of COVID and, and, and this is happening, uh, while we're reviving Yorktown, while you're sending, you've sent 100 people to Gloucester, you sent 60 or 70 people to Hampton, you sent 60, 70 people to Deer Park, you've sent out almost 300 people, right? You would think all of this sending would, would hurt the attendance. You'd think we'd be down in attendance at Yorktown by 300 people. 
But that's not how God's economy works. When you give, he blesses. When you send, he sends more. When we're open-handed with the Lord in fulfilling the Great Commission, as we're talking about today, the Great Commission is bookended by the risen Christ. And what does Christ do? Christ provides. And guess what? At Yorktown, our attendance has grown like crazy. We're, we're, we're pushing the seams, especially at our 930 service. We are packed. And so we're looking around going, man, how do we continue to offer and grow the gospel? And so we're praying about planning in Williamsburg, as you know. Yorktown, I've been talking about this. We're praying about this. And and really, I believe that sending uh, a a campus to Williamsburg will allow us to continue to grow and to continue to reach people in the Yorktown area, especially at the 930 service. And so, you know, so every one of our campuses, church, is growing. It's reaching new people. It's baptizing people. It's adding new members. And I tell you all this to the glory of God. I am so humbled and so thankful for all the Lord has done through the ministry of Coastal. And I believe God is calling us to continue to further the gospel mission and further the great commissioning that Christ has given us to do. So here's the vision. Now let me transition. All right, I wanna talk about vision. God is giving Coastal so many opportunities. It's, it's, it's almost overwhelming to me how many opportunities the, the Lord g- gives us. It's almost not a month that goes by that he doesn't provide for us a new potential opportunity. In fact, we're talking right now to, to five or six churches about adoption. Now, uh, we've done this process enough to know. I know they don't all work out, but but what if one or two of them do over in 2023 where we adopt one or two more churches and we get to revitalize them and 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 build a, a, a church that maybe is struggling. We get to rebuild a gospel outpost to exalt the name of Christ, right? What, what, what if we get to plant in Williamsburg? We've been praying about that. We've been doing some strategic work already, some leg work to try to make sure it would be healthy when we go to do this by developing leaders and developing small groups in Williamsburg. We're praying about this. Listen, you guys know this. I've been praying about schools, right? If God were allowed us to adopt more campuses, uh, I think if you're a Christian family in this culture, you're struggling to figure out how you're going to educate your children in a Christian environment. So right now it's a prayer point, right? But it's something that we've been praying about. Again, I'm talking about the next 10 years, connect, grow, serve, multiply, right? What if God wants us to start an education, even a system among the buildings that God's allowing us to steward? And so really the vision is in front of us. Here's the challenge. The challenge is our cash cushion. Okay, we have um, deployed a lot of resources since 2020. And as God has given us these opportunities, we've been, because of your generosity at Coastal, we've built a cash cushion and we were able to say yes to these opportunities. And, and then we had the inflation of Gloucester, right? The, as we are all experiencing inflation, we experienced it at Coastal, right? And so our building cost a million more dollars. We voted 99% to say yes. And, and we are deploying these resources to build Coastal Gloucester. And so so we've ex- used some of our cash cushion in Chesapeake and in Hampton. And, and so here it is. You ready? We're not in a strong cash position to jump on new opportunities as God's bringing them to us. Now, I don't want you to think there's scarcity. Cash flow is great. You guys have been so generous. We are not operating out of scarcity. What I'm suggesting to you this morning is we're not able to jump on new opportunities as I would like. And can I be honest with you? 
that actually keeps me up at night. Not because Coastal's in any trouble, but because I get up every day and I know you do too. I, we get up every week and we're like, man, God, we want to fulfill the great commissioning that Christ has called us to fulfill. And we have this short time called life to do it. God has left us here on the planet to be a small part of what he's doing to exalt the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the way that he's called us to do it here at Coastal is through campusing, through gospel outposts, through local churches in all the communities around the area. Now, one thing I know about Coastal, and I tell people this all the time, this is the most amazing church because it's filled with the most amazing people that take the word of God serious and take your call and your commitment serious. And, and you guys always step up to the challenge. I mean, we I think, I think we talked for two minutes about Ukraine and some opportunities, and you guys gave over $25,000 to help us in Ukraine and help Ukrainian refugees. And so, so here's the ask, right? I'm asking all of our campuses, if you, if you call Coastal your home church, whether it's Coastal Yorktown, Coastal Chesapeake, Coastal Hampton, Coastal Gloucester, if this is, if this is your home church, I, I want you to be a part of a special Christmas offering that I would like for us to do this December. And so, you know, each year we always do a little bit of a, a Christmas offering and we ask people to give over and above and we usually highlight some missions around the world. And as I've prayed about this and thought about this, um, I would like for Coastal to be the mission that we support this year because God is giving us so many opportunities that I want, I'm asking you to strategically support the mission of Coastal Church so that as God gives us opportunities to plant gospel outposts, we are in a position to say, yes, yes, God, we want to go where you're sending us to go. And so here's the, I've given you the vision. Here's the ask. You ready? I want to challenge us as a church to raise a million dollars over and above our regular giving. So it's not your tithe. Okay. It's not shifting your tithe to, to another area. I want you to prayerfully consider, God, what, what can I give over and above my regular giving to the Christmas offering so that we can continue to plant gospel outposts around the community. And so some of you are like, man, that's shocking. How, how are we going to do a million dollars over and above our regular giving at the Christmas offering? You ready? We're going to do it by all of us doing it together. Every single one of us. If this is your church home. I want you to pray and I want you to ask God, God, what part would you have me to, to pray? Now, did you know that in America, the average American gives or spends over $1,000 every year on their Christmas celebration? $1,000. So as I was thinking about this and I was praying about this, did you know that if every family that called Coastal Church their home church, if every person said, this is my home church, would give $1,000, we would actually raise over a million dollars towards the vision and the mission that God would have us do. Now, here's what I'm not going to do. Uh, I have helped Coastal through four fundraisers, and they've all been successful. And in those fundraisers, I've done pledge cards. I've done six-week series. And, and I'm not going to do that this time, actually. It's a little bit of a risk, but I'm just, I just want you to pray. I want you to be excited about the vision. I hope you are. I'm excited. And I want you to pray, and I want you to ask the Lord, what is it that he wants you or you and your family to do? And, and listen, I get it. Not everybody that's listening to this video this morning can, 
can do a thousand dollars. I totally understand that. So maybe pray about doing seven hundred and fifty dollars, and then twelve twenty dollars a month for ten or twelve months, all the way till you could do a thousand dollars. We don't have to do it all in December. You don't have to do it all in December. You know, maybe you do it over a one year period. Maybe you can do a hundred dollars a month over and above your regular giving for ten or twelve months until you could give a thousand dollars. Or, but I also know this. I know there's many of you listening to this video can do much, much more than a thousand dollars, right? God has blessed you. He's blessed your business. He's blessed your income. And I really want you to pray and say, God, what would you have me to give? And I'm not asking, I'm not asking you to shift your tithe. Okay. Cause we don't want to cut the ministries God has us doing. I want you to ask God, God, what would you have me to sacrifice? I call this an offering. There's tithes, and there's offerings. And I want you to ask God, what would you have me to bring to the Christmas offering. Now, the language that we use at Coastal when we do things like this is it's not equal giving because not everybody, God has not called everybody to steward the same amount of financial resources, but it is equal sacrifice. And I want you to sacrificially give this Christmas because God has given us an incredible vision. Now, there's two areas I want, to, want you to encourage you to think about giving to. One, uh, so, you, so as you pray about the Christmas offering, either give to the building fund, okay? And uh, everything that comes into the building fund from now until the end of the 2022, we're gonna put towards the Gloucester Project, okay? It's gonna go towards the additional million dollars that we voted uh, to borrow uh, as a church. 99% of us voted, yes, let's do this, to give. And anything goes in the building fund is gonna go towards the Gloucester Project. In fact, this is the first time in the history of the church that we voted to incur additional indebtedness and didn't do a fundraiser afterwards. So, uh, so I just want you guys to be praying about it. Now, Gloucester, the members of Gloucester have actually extended their one mission um, offering. So we did one mission about a year and a half ago as a church, and we made an 18-month commitment. They've extended that by another 18 months. So thank you, Gloucester members, and you're already a part of this. And so we're really, really grateful. So you can give to the building fund and everything you give to the building fund is going to go to the Gloucester Project. Or we have decided, myself and the elders, we have opened a new opportunity at Coastal. We have just opened a Coastal Endowment. Now, if you don't know what an endowment is, I'm not going to give a, a huge explanation this morning. I've already taken enough of your time, okay? Uh, but that's to, for a simple explanation, okay, uh, an endowment is kind of like a 401k for the church, our vision for the Coastal Endowment is we are going to invest money with Thrivent Charitable Financial, and, and our hope is as this endowment grows through the years that this endowment will fund the ministry of Coastal beyond our lifetime. Uh, we look at the endowment as a setup for future opportunities as the Lord gives us. Now, some of you are like, I already know what an endowment is. I think this is great. I'm in, right? And you're going to see that like on your drop-down menu on the website, and we're going to be producing some resources for you so that you can get more educated on the endowment. But the endowment is going to allow us not only to fulfill our vision now, and the mission that God's given us. And not only allows us to fulfill our vision and mission tomorrow, but it's going to allow us to fulfill our vision and our mission a hundred years from now. And so here's what I am going to be doing. If you're still like, I don't really know what an endowment is. 
in 2023. I'm going to be visiting each of your campuses uh, in the in the spring, and I'm going to be preaching at your campus. And then after that, after the Sunday morning service, I'm going to have a pastoral vision luncheon, and I'm going to share with you at each campus more about the Coastal Endowment. Uh, and then we're actually going to bring in some experts next year to continue to educate us on what endowment is. But here's where we are at a church, as a church. You ready? Connect, grow, serve. And now God has called us to multiply. And so here's the ask. I want you to pray. Pray this Christmas. I'm asking if this is your home church to consider giving at least $1,000 over and above your regular giving. Or maybe you do that over a series of months to help us with the building fund or the coastal endowment. And so Coastal Hampton, here you go, ready? And you, you guys have seen what God can do when we pull our resources together. I mean, incredible, right? There's life at the campus. There's spiritual life at the campus. It's a gospel outpost in the Hampton community. And Coastal Chesapeake, man, you can see what we do when we pull our resources together, right? Those of you who have been longtime members, you, you, you've seen what we can do together. I mean, think where the church was in 2020 and look what God has done in just a year and a half at Coastal Chesapeake. And Coastal Gloucester, you've been our first campus and you're the first fruits, man. And we're seeing God take it from 100 people to almost 300 people. And so thank you. And we're so excited. And in coastal Yorktown, listen, we're packed. We have to send. I mean, if we don't send, we're not going to be able to continue to reach our area. And then let me just talk to you guys that are in Williamsburg. Williamsburg, you've been blowing me up with emails and texts now for a while. So you ready? Help us get there. We are praying for the fall of 2023 in Williamsburg. Be praying with us. Be a part of giving with us. And so for today and really for the next five weeks, let's pray. I just want you to pray. Pray, pray, pray. God, what is it that you would have us to do for the vision of Coastal? So that we can be positioned to go. And then we're going to give. And we're going to give in the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ. I know I've taken a long time this morning, so thank you, pastors, for letting me interrupt your campus. And I, I know this is a big ask. And so here's what I want to do. I want to close with prayer. So if you do me a favor, bow your heads. I said we're going to pray, and we're going to start our time right now with prayer. So let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, God, I know I've laid out an incredible vision. I believe it's a vision that you've given us. And I know it's a big ask, but you've given us big opportunities You've given us, Coastal Church, a stewardship, a sacred stewardship of trust that we are entrusted with bringing the gospel of Christ to this generation. And as we looked at in Matthew chapter 28 this morning, you've, you've called us to this commission and you've bookended it in the authority of the risen Christ. So as we pray and as we ask for you to provide for this commissioning, for the gospel to go out through gospel outposts, through local campuses that you've called us and equipped us to plan. God, we, all, we know that you're going to empower us because we want to exalt the name and fame of Jesus because it's the gospel that saves. It's the gospel that sets free. It's the gospel that has left us here on mission. And so thank you, God, for allowing us to be a small part of what you're going to accomplish which is the exaltation of Jesus and his fame and his gospel. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys. I turn it back to your pastor.